everyone. Welcome to Sup Witches. My name is Lauren Colletti and I am your host today. We are going to be talking about relationship OCD as well as intrusive thoughts and all that good stuff. Somewhat kidding. Um, first, before we get started, I want to announce that my podcast is near 4,000 listeners and I am so excited. Uh, many of you know if you've been listening for a while, know that it is my goal to get to 10,000 listeners from my when I started back in September until this September 2021. So that would mark one year of Subwitches. And in the near coming months, the podcast will be taking a turn and I cannot wait to announce that for y'all. But thank you so much for your continued support and for your questions and for tuning in and liking and uh, interacting with me and subscribing and sharing. And I am also pleased to announce that my podcast is now available to listen on Apple Podcasts. For a while, it was just available on um, Spotify, which many of my listeners tune in on, but now it's available on Apple for all of you iTunes people. So stay tuned. We're going to dive into what intrusive thoughts are, how they impact our relationships, and what exactly relationship OCD is. So stay tuned and let's get into today's episode. to preface this episode by saying that I'm not using the term OCD lightly. Um, OCD, many people joke and say, oh, I have OCD because they have to pick up something if they see it off the ground. And while that might be true to an extent, OCD is a medical psychiatric diagnosis and it is a severe chronic condition so I don't want anyone to think I'm just using or throwing around the term OCD. I actually myself have been diagnosed with obsessive compulsive disorder and it really interferes with your life. Um, It can wreak a lot of havoc on your day-to-day behaviors and especially your relationships and I discovered the term relationship OCD which is a real actual thing that I'd never heard of by doing some research because I was feeling a lot of extreme unpleasant emotions and just getting so many intrusive thoughts over the last week. And an intrusive thought is an unwelcome involuntary thought or image, uh, perhaps just an unpleasant idea that may become an obsession. And it can often be very distressing and upsetting and can feel difficult to manage or to eliminate. And this goes hand in hand with anxiety. I've done an entire episode on relationship anxiety and my experience. Uh, I've been diagnosed with panic disorder and anxiety disorder in the past. I don't believe I suffer from uh, social anxiety or GID, general anxiety disorder anymore, but it's something that my relationship constantly triggers me. And just to preface this before I get into the nuts and bolts of what relationship anxiety is, last week I was having a lot of um, like distressing, debilitating thoughts, anxious thoughts, intrusive thoughts around my relationship. And anxiety can make it hard to avoid thoughts that you wish you could suppress. And these thoughts were all around my boyfriend Nick and whether or not I should continue my relationship with him. Now, for a little backstory, if any of you have been listening at all to my episodes, you know all about Nick because basically what I talk about on the show is sex and spirituality. And my relationship has a lot to do with both my sex life and my mental health, my spiritual life. So they kind of correlate and go hand in hand. But Nick is an amazing man. 
and I've had a lot of issues trusting men. I haven't historically liked men too much because I'm a survivor of domestic violence and sexual abuse, and as many of you know, that really can alter the way that we perceive our world, especially the opposite sex or the sex of the perpetrator. So Nick is the first guy I would ever say I'm in a healthy relationship with. We started dating in November and it's been great but it's also been super triggering and hard because it's so tempting for me to resort to my old ways of being in a toxic relationship and not knowing how to have a relationship that doesn't have any dysfunction. So what's arose for me is I find myself getting bored or questioning if I'm able to commit to Nick. Uh, it's been hard for me to see a long-term future with anyone because I don't believe that I'm capable of being a good girlfriend and just all these thoughts and ideas and delusions I have around myself and my capability to love and be loved mostly brought on due to an abusive relationship. And when you're in a verbally, mentally, emotionally, physically, sexually abusive relationship, your abuser will put these thoughts in your head and brainwash you and convince them that they are true. So it's entirely normal to have doubts about your partner, but there's times when doubt can become destructive and relationship OCD is a real thing. So I found this while I was doing research because last week my heart was breaking because I felt like I was falling out of love with Nick. Granted, I've gone through a lot of changes the last two weeks. I started keto, uh, and that doesn't sound related at all, but keto can, especially with keto flu, can greatly alter your brain state and your emotions, at least in the first few weeks while your body's adjusting. I also started a new job last week, and a lot's just been going on, so I had to keep that in mind, but last week, I found myself talking to my therapist, and I was like, listen, I don't know what to do. I don't know if I want this anymore. I'm thinking I want to move and be alone because being single is a lot easier than being in a committed relationship. And when we look at our past, we can kind of see how that comes into our present and how the two go hand in hand. And in my past, I've been in a lot of unhealthy relationships where I knew it wasn't going to go anywhere because I was so unhappy. And I was in this dynamic where we'd break up, get back together, and like I knew it wasn't gonna last. But with Nick, it's nothing like that. It's not what I'm used to, and thereby when we're out of our comfort zone, it can be very uncomfortable. So I was fretting, and I basically texted two of my friends, and I was like, I don't know what to do. I don't want this anymore. Like I'm not attracted to Nick at all right now. And it was really hurting me because Nick makes me so happy and his heart is so pure and big and I don't want to be his first heartbreak. He's never been in a relationship before and I would hate to break someone's heart, especially the first heartbreak. Oh my god, it's like the worst. The first person is so often the first love is the hardest to get over and I don't think some of us ever really get over that, at least speaking from my own experience. But I was just ruminating and perseverating over these doubts that I was having about if he's the right one, if this is the right time for me, if I'm capable, and it was consuming and I found myself retreating and isolating and pushing Nick away and not wanting to answer him, not wanting to see him because I just felt so shitty overall and I felt really bad for the thoughts I was having and I just felt a great deal of shame and guilt 
like I shouldn't be feeling this way. And then I found myself judging him, extremely judging him, thinking of all the things that I don't like about him, which I made up in my mind because I have zero complaints, to be truthfully honest with you. I can't really pinpoint one thing that's quote unquote bad about Nick, but I found myself judging myself for the judgments I was having. And it's interesting because when we observe like the honeymoon phase, we're head over heels, the sparks are flying, and we're, we think this person's the bee's knees. And when we put them up on a pedestal and we project our expectations and we get attached to who we want this person to be, after that period, the honeymoon is over, they come falling off of the pedestal and we become disappointed. And that is our own doing. Let me just say that's our own doing. So I think I have this like addiction to new relationship energy and the second that kind of wears away, I find myself wanting to flee and that's why I've partially never been broken up with uh, because I do the leaving before I can be left. And this is somewhat tied into codependency and love addiction, although I wouldn't necessarily say I'm a love addict because I love being single so much. I've never been someone that enjoys particularly relationships because of how hard and trying I've found them, mostly due to my past history and trauma. But let's get into relationship anxiety. I just wanted to provide you a backstory and I'll tell you how it went at the end. So usually doubts about our relationships come from time to time. They're not prominent enough to take seriously because they're fleeting, just like most thoughts. But with people, that experience relationship OCD, a term I found online when I was trying to figure out like what's wrong with me. Um, Their doubts and their blurs, their fears blur reality, which causes us to obsess about whether we're happy with our partners. And it comes down to kind of like obsessing about our standards. For example, in the past, I've dated a lot of men and I don't want to put them down, but they've been less we haven't been on the same intellectual plane so I would always worry if my partner was smart enough for my standards Um, and ultimately what's happening is that we can really love the person and we're trying to prove to ourselves that they're actually not enough for us or on the opposite hand we're not enough for them and this constant obsession causes major anxiety That in itself is the essence of OCD, at least how I've experienced it throughout my life and how it's impacted my behaviors and relationships. And this, I don't know if it's like chalked up to superficiality. Um, People with OCD have obsessive thoughts about things that are really important to us. And this means that normal everyday doubts end up escalating into clinical obsessions in the context of that need for certainty and intolerance of uncertainty. And relationship obsessions are just one of the many presentations of OCD. Uh, For some people, cleanliness is important to them. We know this a lot with OCD. So we worry about contamination and germs and for others it could be safety. So worrying about leaving our house, agoraphobia, worrying about being harmed or harming others. And in terms of relationships, a person with OCD can be in a relationship and it's clear the relationship is going well, such as a girl here. But the person, such as myself, obsesses about knowing for sure that it's true love, that I'm in love with my partner and 
when doing this because the relationship is so important that even thinking about ending it is incredibly distressing. So it's kind of like this negative self-harm cycle. Uh, These thoughts are kind of senseless and the doubts don't really make any sense and it's upsetting to think about it. So I was saying like, if I love my partner, why would I have these thoughts? Maybe I don't love him. Um, Can I break up with him? And then would it be like, I was never really in love with him, but I think I'm in love with him. But why am I having these thoughts? I must not be in love with him. And like on and on and on. So people with these thoughts start to resist them and start to seek out a guarantee that we really are in love. And this makes us engage in all sorts of compulsive behaviors to try to put things right or quote-unquote reduce our stress and just like other manifestations of OCD this is what drives people to do these rituals or seek reassurance that we're wrong for instance if like cleanliness isn't a concern um, people could wash our hands hundreds of times a day Um, if harm is a concern we can check that our door is constantly locked if you're worried about your relationship They may ask their partner if everything is okay again and again and again. However, these behaviors make the person focus on fears and doubts and the person themselves gets into this vicious cycle. So trying to wiggle out of these doubts by constantly checking in or becoming needy or clingy um, actually makes the feelings intensify and kind of validates our fears. So... Having senseless worries and doubts about whether we're in love um, despite being happy in the relationship is typically a sign that some relationship anxiety or OCD is going on because some people with this, um, I don't know, symptom, this issue, may only obsess about their relationships while others may obsess about more than just their relationships. And the thing is that the stuff that people with OCD have an obsession about you can't have a guarantee about. You can't see germs. You can't see love. Love is something that you just know when you're in love, right? But I think, at least in my experience, this is a problem that we can overcome with communication, with hard work and dedication, with mindfulness, with awareness, with compassion and non-judgment. Um, and therapy, right? So me and Nick have been doing couples therapy and I myself am in treatment because if one person is just addressing the problem, it's going to be hard because then you're basically saying this one person is the root cause and the other person has no role, which isn't true. So I was expressing my distress and my upset to my girlfriend and she's like, I think you should talk to him about it. And I was like, I don't think so because if I tell him I don't think you're the one and I'm questioning whether we should continue this relationship and I'm questioning everything won't that hurt him even further and won't that cause him to worry and get more insecure and have his own doubts but it was kind of eating eating at me and eating me alive uh, mentally that the day before yesterday I brought it up to Nick while we were taking a walk it was really nice outside and I just expressed where I was coming from and tried to reassure him and validate him that this wasn't his doing. And he took it really well. Of course, I think it might have caused him to get a little nervous um, or upset even, but he was very validating. And he just told me like, thank you for telling me this, which I think the right person, especially if it's a healthy partner, would be supportive. 
um, and not turn the tables on you. And this got a lot off of my shoulders. This took a lot of shame because I didn't feel like I was hiding how I was feeling from him, him anymore. And I really just think in relationships, it's so important to be on the same page and speak our truths. And for me, historically, this has been extremely hard to assert myself because every time I did, it backfired at me and my partners would retaliate or use it against me. So getting back to relationship OCD, I just want to say that I think this is kind of normal. Um, I don't think it should be all consuming and it's okay, especially if you have like mental health disorders or a history of trauma. This is completely normal and the right person will be patient with you. Um, so getting back to kind of like wrapping up and summarizing where I'm coming from, relationship OCD is is real, especially from like the research I've done from it. Um, I found it extremely relatable. It's natural to overthink and analyze and worry about our relationships, even if it's a healthy one. Um, being in a relationship for most people means allowing ourselves to become intimate and vulnerable, so it makes perfect sense that this can become a source of anxiety. But sometimes the balance becomes tipped and what were normal thoughts for people about the state of our relationship becomes all-consuming. And in some cases, this can lead us to need or seek treatment. Um, OCD isn't just a physical compulsive habits. It can form in the sense of obsessive thoughts and intrusive thoughts and rumination, uh, which often occurs for people with this type of relationship anxiety. While it's entirely normal to have some doubts, um, they become destructive when they kind of, we spend a significant portion of our day thinking about how we feel about our partner, worrying about we might not be attracted to them or that we just don't feel in love with them and finding ourselves leaving relationships when they start to get serious or avoiding relationships that have long-term potential, especially in favor of less available or distant partners. When we leave an emotionally available partner to go back to what feels comfortable and what feels habitual, an emotionally unavailable partner, this could be destructive. And especially if we're comparing our partner's physical traits or personality to others, becoming judgmental about them, uh, kind of fantasizing about people we don't even know because in a sense this is less vulnerable, right? We're not emotionally invested in them. So for me also, um, in the last two weeks, it was very hard for me to focus and stay present during sex and intimate moments with Nick, um, questioning if I'm feeling turned on or if I'm having the right feelings or um, noticing like normal flaws and imperfections because nobody's perfect. Um, if these looks or personality feel unbearable all of a sudden, then we nitpick those perceived flaws all the time, that perfectionism. Another one is looking for signs to prove that our relationship isn't right or our partner's not really the one, becoming avoidant. Um, as many of you know, I'm an avoidant attachment and avoiding situations that could bring up like unwanted thoughts about our relationship. Um, finding ourselves like online searching excessively to for ways to know if we're truly in love and like asking our friends and family like all these things and just remember most people have these thoughts and exhibit these behaviors occasionally but when these thoughts and concerns become nagging or overwhelming get in the way of our happiness it's time to speak to someone and like talk about it in your relationship 
um, and know that like you're not alone because I felt I felt like something was wrong with me I felt like I was damaged because for so long I was dating these guys who were substance users or who were aggressive or violent and for the first time ever I meet a kind empathic sensitive soul who wants to give me the world and I didn't want to just throw that away and I found myself just ready to walk away from it because I think part of it is I'm afraid of being happy and another part of it is I'm afraid that I'm going to hurt Nick and I'm not worried about him hurting me so much I'm worried about me hurting him because I have this negative automatic belief about myself that I am so damaged irreparably and I'm so broken that I can't help but destroy everyone that comes into my path. Um, and this is something I'm working on. And part of truly loving someone is that we accept their imperfections and love them in spite of them, or perhaps even because of them. And I know that Nick, I don't know if he loves this about me, but he's come to terms with this. And in the age of social media, I'm 26. Um, we don't really get to see the whole picture. So often we'll compare ourselves to those couples and people that are simply just moments in time and there's no perfect person or relationship. Um, and I find myself doing this a lot, that all these other people look happy and have these normal relationships. Like, why can't I do that? Why am I not capable of doing that? Like, something must be wrong with me that I'm having these feelings. And on that note, like, always expecting ourselves to find our partner attractive or always be interested in sex is just setting ourselves up for disappointment. We have to try to be realistic about our love story and kind of debunk these myths and fairy tales that we were told as children that, like, you're supposed to meet the one at, like, 18 or 21 and then you live happily ever after and it's easy. And I would say love isn't meant like love is simple but it's not always going to be easy it's a dedication it takes hard work it takes commitment it takes showing up on days that you really don't want to um, it's something that we build and nurture not just love isn't a feeling love is an action and sometimes it will be there and sometimes it won't it really it's about us and what's going on inside of us and with all the people in the world like Sometimes it's impossible to know for sure if like this person is right for you. Um, and it could be easier to just throw in the towel than have to invest emotionally. Um, but if they make you happy and you share similar values and goals for your life, just allow that to be good enough. Um, even just for right now, just allow that to be enough. Allow yourself to be loved by someone who wants to love you. Allow yourself to receive. Um, it could be so hard to receive, especially if we feel like we've been constantly taken advantage of um so i just wanted to like bring light to this because i've never heard of this before now and i'm 26 um but i'm sure like if you've ever been in a relationship this is familiar to you doubts and fluctuations in attraction and romance and like loving feelings are just inevitable in all relationships especially when we become to get comfortable with our partners like I asked my therapist I'm like we've been dating like four months five months like why am I so comfortable and 
one of my therapists, because I see two, was like, perhaps this is a good thing that you feel comfortable because in the first time in a long time, Lauren, like you feel safe. So just allow yourself to feel safe and allow yourself to be seen by this person. Allow yourself to feel comfortable because especially when we've been in toxic relationships, we're so used to that back and forth and highs and lows and it's um, intermittent reinforcement and unhealthy, like dysfunctional dynamics that you never know what's next. It's so unpredictable. So being in something that's predictable somewhat and perhaps even stable can feel so like, ugh. it could feel wrong. It could feel gross. It could kind of be a turn off. And as someone that at one point when I was younger, I thought quote unquote crazy guys were so hot because I was like, oh, this person needs me in their life. Like they need me so bad. They need me to fix them. They need me to make them happy. That was somewhat attractive when I was younger and I didn't really know who I was. But I had to kind of change that narrative and put an end to that pattern and say, you know what's sexy? A mature man who's independent and responsible and respectful and knows what he wants. That's attractive. And it's hard to change our patterns. It could be so uncomfortable to like put an ending to our narrative and start a new story because it doesn't feel true. But I promise like your truth is that you deserve someone who treats you right. And it can't just be one way though. Like I have to constantly take accountability and responsibility for what I say, for what I do in a relationship. And that's why I'm so open and honest with Nick because I feel like as someone that sees me and wants to know me and wants to care for me and wants to nurture me, like he deserves to know. So I always have to keep myself in check. Am I being loving? Am I being kind? Am I being generous in my relationship? Because it could be super easy, let me tell you, to resort back to old patterns just because they're what you're used to or just because that's what's familiar. So I'm going to wrap this up, but good news is this is all very treatable. Um, I found therapy to be extremely helpful and mindfulness and just checking in with ourselves and allowing ourselves to have these thoughts. We're allowed to be imperfect. We're human. It happens. It's what we do with our thoughts because sometimes we can't control our thoughts, right? But we can control how we react to them and how we respond. We can control how we treat other people. So it's a work in progress. I constantly work on not taking my shit out on Nick. (laughs) And that's all what spirituality is about. It's about noticing our judgments, but not judging ourselves for having these judgments and noticing where we're responding out of fear, where we're coming from a place of ego rather than love. So see your partner as you kind of like think that God sees them. See God in your partner because God or the universe or spirit, higher self is within each and every single one of us. And that's what relationships are about. They're assignments. They're here to kind of teach us something. So if anything else, just try to find the lesson. What is this relationship? What is this person showing showing you about yourself, about life, about love? 
it's all there and sometimes it's hard to find especially in the moment especially when we're struggling and not feeling great and going through it but I promise you like the universe (laughs) the universe knows best and the universe has a bigger plan for you than we have sometimes for ourselves so hang in there I'm right there with you. Thank you so much for listening today. If this resonated with you at all, if you can relate, if you have any advice even, uh, feel free to reach out to me. Follow me on Instagram at Podcast. I thank you so much for listening from the bottom of my heart. I'm sending you so much light and love, and I hope you have a wicked day. Thank you.